Welcome to the Hope Sports Podcast, where we believe the best way for you to unlock your full potential is by living into your purpose. We believe discovering your purpose is the only way for you to live a meaningful life. I'm your host, Olympic gold medalist, Laura Wilkinson. Each week, I have the privilege of connecting with a different elite athlete to discuss how they win big in and out of their sport. We want you to compete better and live into your purpose, so stick around to hear about an amazing opportunity that we have for you. But first, we're going to dig into today's episode. We're so excited to have Jamaican bobsledder Winston Watts on with us this week. Winston is a four-time Olympian who embodies the larger-than-life, full-of-sunshine persona that we all know and love from the film Cool Runnings. He brings joy and happiness to everyone around him, both on and off the track. And today, Winston shares about his journey to a sport that left him freezing, terrified, and ready to quit just one weekend. I know you're going to enjoy his amazing story, so let's dive on in. All right, Winston Watts, we are so excited to have you on the Hope Sports Podcast with us today. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Of course. Now, I have got to know, you're from Jamaica, and you're a bobsledder. So how exactly... Did you find your sport, and what made you fall in love with it? That doesn't match me from the tropical 96 degrees in the shade, and then I'm here freezing my Rastafari's nanny's off. (laughs) It's all started from the military. Uh, Most of those guys were military guys. I am from the military, and um, as a champion athlete in the military, very determined athlete. an uh, ex-teammate of mine, Jerome Lewis, approaches me one day. I was working out in the gymnasium on the military base and um, introduced himself plus the sports to me. I didn't know anything about the sports. I said, man, you're crazy. <laughs> we, um, we, do we do sports like this? And he said, yes. <laughs> so they have a physical trial. And that's where it happens. <laughs> was it just one tryout? I mean, like, how did, how long, yeah, what, explain that. Like, how exactly did you try out and then make this Olympic team? The physical trials that they have, which is they're looking for very explosive guys, very uh, determined guys, guys who's not going to quit on you because um, they're, you're going to do a sport that is unusual for Jamaicans. Mm-hmm. And I decided to take up that challenge. I came out on top that day. I think I came second on the trials. And um, I made a team since the 13th of August, 1993. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, did you did you enjoy it or were you like, what am I doing? <laughs> Apparently, at first, at first, no. There's no one going to enjoy bobsled. Bobson is, is just like a roller coaster. You go to, you know, the, um, the Disney and on those the rides, it's it's very, very bad. <laughs> I uh, My first week, I told him I want to go home back because <laughs> this sport is not for me because of the G-forces that throw your bodies all over the inside the sled. Mm-hmm. The cold... We did have clothing at that time to um to cope with the cold. Uh, so it's like a couple of uh, obstacles that makes me want to go home back. Plus, you know, think about the weather back home in Jamaica. 
And I said, oh, I don't think so, man. <laughs> but I'm not a quitter, you know. I just lay low a little bit, didn't do any sliding, just keep lifting weights, refreshing my memory about the heist. <laughs> <laughs> and then I decided I'm just going to go for it. Whatever happened, just happened. Wow. And I'm happy that I did change my mind. Yeah. Well, how, I mean, because obviously it was brand new. I mean, most of us have seen the classic movie Cool Runnings where we were kind of all introduced to the Jamaican bobsled team at the, was it Calgary Olympics in 88? Is that right? Correct. Was that, yes. and so were they, I mean, was that a big deal for you guys or was that not a big deal? Like what, how did that play a role in like what you knew about it? They were showing you a couple of clips just like the movie Cool Runnings. Mm-hmm. And, um... I didn't take that so well either. <laughs> so well either because of you landed on your head going 90 to 95 miles an hour. And um, it's, 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 it's just watching it is very, very scary. But doing the actual sports, it's not that scary. Okay. So you're kind of used to it after you, you do a couple of trips. Mm-hmm. And, um, then the body started to get used to about the, the gravity force. And then um, you just have to get the fullest out of it whenever, whatever you, you put into as training, you know, that's what you're going to get out of the sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where did you guys train at? Um, we do a lot of training in, in um, a small little town in the U.S. they call Evanston, Wyoming. Oh, okay. It's 7,800, like 26,000 feet above. Wow. So it's very high altitude, and we do a lot of training in Calgary, Alberta also. That's where the 88 Olympics was. Mm-hmm. But in Jamaica, the only thing we could have done in Jamaica is we build a, a skeleton like a sled. Mm-hmm. We push it to 30 meters, and uh, we do a lot of track training mm-hmm. and lifting weights. So basically, we only can assimilate that pushing the sled to 30 meters, which is on wheels. Mm-hmm. But during actual sled, we have to fly to Calgary or Evanston, Wyoming. Yeah. What was that very first trip down the track like? Oh, my God. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever been down a... a... <laughs> nope. I've just jumped off the 10-meter platform. No ice for me. <laughs> you, you, do, you do bungee jump? No, the diving, platform diving. I, I'm not bungee uh, jumped. I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, you can't get me going on that 10-foot platform. Uh, well, I, I tell you what, if you jump off with me, I'll slide down with you. How's that sound? I can do it. Okay. It in my military training. <laughs> there you go. So back to your first ride down the track. What was that like? <sighs> That's an experience that that you'll never, never, ever forget. It's um, you want to puke, <laughs> you want to stop halfway of the ride down, you want to eject yourself out of that sled on the back. You, there's so much different things comes to your mind because one, you're not seeing where you're going. The only driver seeing where you, where he's going, and your head is down. Uh, waiting for the sled to stop somehow, somewhat. (laughs) When I get to the bottom of the track, 
I could not unbuckle my helmet. <laughs> I could not. I could not hold that little thin strap and fish it back through the way I pull it. I could not do that. The driver has to help me to unbuckle my helmet. I could not stand up. I had to lean, sit on the side of the track. Oh, that's that's where I, I said this sports is not for me. I think I should go home to play soccer again. You see, I break my leg or break my arm or something, but <laughs> I don't know about this sports. <laughs> <laughs> so they try to convince me about um, it. Doesn't feel like this all the time mm-hmm. because this is my first time. My body doesn't know anything about um, these curves, these G-forces. It's like 14 curves, 14 different angles, 14 different pressure. Mm. And it, it finishes before a minute like 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 that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is something that it's, it's so hard to, like, to tell you the way you feel. Mm-hmm. It's for you as a person, as an individual, mm-hmm. to go sit in that set and, and get that feeling. Yeah. Then it's going to be hard for you to, to, to tell someone that feeling. Yeah, you're, you're painting a pretty good picture, though. <laughs> I'll just let you know that. <laughs> Have you had some bad crashes? I got some bad crashes, yes. But I just get up and get to the top of the hill and go faster. Oh, wow. I I do. I I crash from it's 19 19 curves. I crash from curve 2 on one of the worst track in the world, Lake Placid. Mm. Curve 2. So what ha- I mean, do you fall all the way down like what happens? I just lay in the sled and wait until it stops oh. to the bottom of the the, the the course. That wasn't nice. It how was, you, yeah. How do you not let? How do you not let fear stop you from getting back up there? You think about it. You're in the military. You come under fire. Mm-hmm. You hear all of these warhead passing over your head, whistling. Are you going to give up? No. No. Exactly. You're going to do everything in your pause to stay alive. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. Well, okay. Switching gears a little bit. Who has been the most important relationship in your life? Right now, my my family mm-hmm. is one of the, the biggest uh, thing in my life right now. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I, I step away from doing bobsledding since 2014. I could have continued, mm-hmm. but as you see, I'm in great shape the same way. I have lost anything, great health. Mm-hmm. And there's no young guy out there still look like me. And I still train as hard as everyone else. Mm-hmm. But family, family is something that the older you get and the more you stay away from them, you cannot make up that time back. Mm-hmm. And being when I was younger and I did have my, fam- my kids before, I used to be away from them many, many months, many years. And... That kills me. It's, it's so hard for me to make it up back with them mm-hmm. at this time, you know. So that's my main, main thing right now, to that's enjoy good. life, enjoy that's, the world. That's perfect. I love it. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I have to ask you, we're, we're asking some big questions here. What has been the lowest point for you in your sport? Like, what was the lowest moment that you experienced in bobsledding? Jamaica bobsled team is the most popular team in the world. Of course, when we, we've been to an Olympic, everyone at the Olympics, they don't care about Russia, Germany, Switzerland, not even the Americans much. They just want to hear about the Jamaica bobsled team because they know that we're the friendliest guy, the loving, caring, the sweetheart. But yet still, we are the most poorest team in the world. Mm -hmm. That is my lowest, lowest ever. And we can't, we can't barely survive. Barely, barely survive with, with six people for the whole entire season because of we have no money. Mm -hmm. Remember at first I told you when I just got to Calgary, Canada, first in snow, we didn't have it, the gears and all of these. We didn't have nothing at all. Mm -hmm. We have dress pants, all these. People offer us clothing, things like that, you know. And this is what kills me all over these years, back to back, back to back. Luckily, 2014, 2010, when I decided I want to get out of retirement and become and went to Russia. Mm -hmm. And um, I turned to the world seeking for help. And like a snap of a finger, in 48 hours, I gained more money, more than what I was asking for. Wow. At Hope Sports, we know that you want sport to be fun. But in order to do that, you need to compete with freedom. The problem is you believe that everything hinges on your score, performance, or medal count. But we believe that athletes should be able to experience joy regardless of their win-loss record. Because sport is more about the process of who you're becoming than the end result. We understand what it's like when the pressure to perform exceeds the passion for the game, which is why hundreds of athletes rediscovered their love for the game with Hope Sports. We have a workshop coming up November 15th through 17th in San Diego, California, and you do not want to miss it. It's so easy to get involved. Go to hopesports.org, sign up for the November workshop, and win like never before. So sign up today and come figure out what you've been missing. It could be the key you need to find success in your career. How did you guys get the word out there to be able to collect that money so quickly from around the world? my charm <laughs> <laughs> I love it definitely definitely um, we uh, we didn't three Olympics we dropped from 2006-10 we, we didn't showed up because of sponsors you guys that couldn't get to um, qualified and um, so when I decided to get out of retirement 2010 I uh, called up my the president of the Jamaica bobsled team, which is Christian Stokes. Told him that I want another shot at the Olympics, and um, because Jamaica had never qualified since the 2002 games, mm -hmm. that That's was right. the, that yeah. was me. 
Yeah, just just for a clarifying point for the people listening, yeah, you can't. Not every country just gets a team. You have to actually qualify from other competitions to make it into the Olympics as a country, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. Correct. You got four years apart. You gotta you gotta be on so many tracks, different tracks for four years, and to gain so many points over the four year period. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're not if you didn't get that amount of points, then you are not going to be selected during that time when i asked a person in two give me another shot and he said well winston we do have a problem and i said shoot it we don't have the athlete we don't have no funding we have no sled we have nothing so if you can make it happen go for it and first and foremost a couple of guys that was on the team before i started call up I was still here in the U.S. calling them back over in Jamaica. None of these guys have visas or anything to fly. So I had to ask for letters, the president to do up a letter for me, submit it to the the embassy back home. I borrowed a sled in Park City. The sled wasn't worth competing in, of course. So I decided I'm going to call up the German team. They, those guys are a pretty good friend of mine, and mm. I was asking for help. They got a thing they call help a nation or adopt a nation. Mm-hmm. So I tried to see if the German team, which is those guys got money, they got equipment. So I think those are the best guys to call up, call them up. So when I call them up, Christoph Langen, which was the five-time gold medalist Olympic, gold medalist, mm-hmm. um, he says, Scheisse, Winston, you know what I mean? <laughs> what is it now? And he said, and as long as I'm, I'm looking to help, he said, what is it? Can you guys adopt me, the Jamaica bobsled team? It's only three of us. He said, oh, nine, nine, nine. I mean, no. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that he had... Two, other, two different teams that he adopted already. Three would be too much for him. So he's still going to help me with equipment. So he donate. He went to his manufacturer, donate two sleds to me, get a shipping company to ship the sled to Calgary for me. Two sleds. Wow. <laughs> that is $350,000. Wow. That's very generous. Oh, I could not. I couldn't. It couldn't be too generous more. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I was excited. And that's where we started. Mm. I never stopped until the last, um, the last two and a half, three weeks after I'd done all the races, Lake Placid, Calgary, Park City, I just do a round, run over to Germany back just to get all the trucks in two years. Mm-hmm. We all were waiting on the last guys I'm over in, in Europe to finish their races to see who is qualified. Oh, it was really close? It was very close. And, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, one, two weeks we're waiting on two weeks to wait on that. And then the weekend on like the Friday, I got a phone call 
And I said, hello, who's this? I'm calling from Russia. Whoa. You know, my eyes are like, <laughs> uh, how can I help you? This is Winston, what? Yes. Um, the president asked me to call you guys. And I say, President who? Uh, president Putin. So one of the representatives in the house called me, give me the information stating that I am qualified for the Russia Olympics. Wow. And I said, no way, you guys are joking wow. like that. And I went home and I said to the guys, they said we're qualified, but I think I'm going to send you guys back to Jamaica because I didn't have any more money. Oh, I was out of cash, no more. Mm -hmm. NBC New York did a segment with us in New York. And um, the producer, her name is Kim. I, uh, I'm a very sweet guy. I said to Kim, Kim, I would love to get your personal number. Kim said, no, 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 you can't do that. And I said, please, maybe this will help me someday. She did. So when I, the next day, I said to myself, I think I should call Kim and ask her to do a favor. And I did call her really early morning, like six o'clock or time. No, like five o'clock or time. It's like seven o'clock New York time. And, and I said, Kim, I, I have a big favor for you to do for me. She said, you want me to walk to Evanston for you, Winston? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, now, I got a call yesterday that I'm qualified for the Olympics. But I was about to send the guys and back to Jamaica. I have no more money left. Kim said, how much money do you need to get to Russia? And I said, $80,000. That to put us away where we can ship the sled and the athlete would be very good with, you know, returning back home to their family, mm -hmm. to taking care of those athletes. And Kim's okay, Winston, I got this for you. Not even half an hour, she put it on the air. Wow. She put it on the air. This is with Kim with Lester Colt. Mm -hmm. She put it on the air. That's NBC, New York, pick it up. NBC, Cali, pick it up. NBC, everywhere else, pick it up. Then CNN, pick it up. Wow. And it reaches all the way down to Abu Dhabi. So literally the whole world. The whole entire world. To all over the world, they donate a lot of money, end up getting $120,000. Wow. That's amazing. That had to be so surreal, like just watching it come in like that. And um, we went to Russia. On our way to Russia, um, a lot of things went started like to go south. First, we got a... Flight delayed in Salt Lake City. Secondly, when we get should landed in New York, there was a snowstorm. We had to circle like 45 minutes to an hour in the air. Decided we have to land in, in Philadelphia. Landed in Philadelphia, refuel. By the time we get back to JFK, our flight had already left two hours ago. So... <laughs> So we decided, well, we got to catch different flight. I had to get to Russia to do pre-training on the track. I've never been on the track. 
when we showed up in Russia, our luggage can't be found. Of course not. <laughs> nothing. Our equipment for the sled, nothing we can find. Oh my goodness. We missed training like two days. We missed training. No clothing. So I said, no, this is Olympic Village. I can get clothing from everyone here. Everyone loves me. So I go around, get clothing for the guys then. And I was against the ads. I only get two runs on the track before the Olympics started. Wow. And, um, but, you know, I'm like a piece of sponge. Mm-hmm. I soak up stuff like pretty fast. And one of the best athletes in the world, Holcomb. Holcomb is a guy who I turn to and ask for help. Said, so Holcomb, how do you do this on the track? How do you do this on the track? And he started to tell me, started to tell me. And I went out there and tried it. And apparently, it happened. <laughs> I never crashed. Wow. <laughs> I love I love your story. I love that your story isn't just your story. It's like the whole world. I mean, they say it takes a village to raise a kid, right? But it took the whole world to get the Jamaican bobsled team to Sochi. You know, I, I love it. Definitely. I mean, that's that's real. That's going to be so memorable, you know, on a whole different level than just going to the Olympics. I mean, you've you already been there three times. You know, this was a, a whole other level. Yes. Fourth time. Four times a charm. Four times. <laughs> so you have been through a lot. What In what ways has all of these adventures developed your character? Make me be a stronger person. Make me be a more dedicated person. Make me be a more loving person also. You got to have love for everyone throughout this world. If you don't have love, it's like you're nothing. Mm. Uh, there's no one going to like you. There's no one going to want to help you or anything like that. You just like, you just got to be very sweet to, to doesn't matter what nation, what race it is. You got to be one person to all of them. Hmm. You know, that's my main thing. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Who, who has been your biggest mentor in your life? Um, what should I say? The same German guy, um, Christopher Langen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, it's not just one person. Um, Christopher Langen was the, the driver of the, the, the German team. Pierre Ludas, these guys are two or three times gold medalists. Um, the pilot for the Canada team. And nevertheless, uh, coach Trun Knaplun from Norway. That guy brought us to one of the best teams in the world. And um, before the 2002 games, that guy let us break numerous track over the world record. Mm-hmm. Up until today, I think I still do have the track record for Park City. Oh, cool. From the 2002 games, 4.78 seconds. We we used to be the fastest team on ice. And Trun brought us to that level, which I, that, that name never, ever can forget. Mm, I love it. What has been your biggest fear or insecurity? Nothing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Except when you first went down the track, right? <laughs> exactly. No, I have no fear. How come? Reason because of the experience that I gathered throughout my life. I just have to live each moment, each time, each day goes by and be happy. The best thing is to be happy and have God within your life. Mm. Love it. Do you feel like your sport has helped you develop purpose? Very much. Like in what way? At first, of course, yes. Um, I'm, I've never been to, to college back home in Jamaica. I only stopped at high school. So this helped me to give me a wider knowledge, more educated, um, more strength, and, um, you know, to be more respectful to, to, to each and every one. Mm. It's because you face so many different things out there, and it helps you to know how to control yourself. What, would you, what advice would you give to an up-and-coming athlete? First and foremost, Train hard. There's nothing come easy. You have to stay away from enhancement. Anything going to be enhanced to your body, it's only going to last for a time. You will get caught. It just deteriorates in your body. You won't last forever. Mm. Be natural. Train hard. Whatever you put into your training, that's what you'll receive during competition. Great advice. Now, if you look back at your whole life, what... Sorry. No, 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 go, go. If you were to look back at your whole life from this point, what do you want to be remembered for? The goodness that I do for my country. Um, what a great athlete I was. Um, I take pride in whatever I do. I was very, I'm dedicated. I put everything to gear together that they can say, I am even up until a world-class athlete. Love it. <laughs> yes. Hands raised in victory. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where can we find you, follow you, like online, keep up with all your adventures? Hopefully if there are more movies and shows in the future and things like that, where can we keep up with you? You know, I got a Facebook, which is Winston Watts. And I'm very easy to find. If you can remember Winston Watts, just Google that name. My life story is right there. <laughs> I just want to quickly talk about, too, because we did get to meet on a home build about, gosh, was it four years ago now, uh, with Hope Sports. Like, Tell us about your experience building a house uh, for that sweet family in Mexico. Wow. I, I was waiting. I was waiting more. I was waiting more, 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 more. I can't wait to go on that, that adventurous again. I love building house. I love to give back. This is one of the way I, I want to give back to, to, to people in this world. Of course, I'm from a poor family. And, um, and this is me, which to give my, my sweat back to these people, it's, it's amazing. And uh, I was so happy that Hope Sports invited me down there. And I can't wait for them to invite me again, you know, more one, two, three, four more times. And I'm up for it. That's 
for the challenge. That's awesome. Well, I remember after, like during the whole week, because it's a weekend where you build a home for this family who needs one. And um, during that time, we got to take the family shopping. You and I were on the shopping trip together. Everybody pitches in. We all brought some cash that we could donate to the family to help them buy groceries, fresh food. Um, You know, it's not Uh something they get to do. And let me tell you, Winston was such a character in the grocery store. Like they were, they were saying, no, no, we don't need this. And he's like putting it in their cart. Oh yeah, you're going to get this. Whatever the difference is, I'm going to make it up. And it was, it was so fun. Watching you shop with them was probably one of the highlights of my weekend. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you this. I'm a great shopper. (laughs) Yes, you are. I am. I am. I'm like the shopper for my family. Whenever I travel, I I can shop for everyone. I'm a good household husband, (laughs) if you put it that way. (laughs) Yes. For instance, you know, if you you said, okay, can you go get this? Perfect. You don't have to write a list for me. (laughs) I know exactly what the house needs. And I'll go get it. Doesn't matter where, I'll just go find it. Yes, and then a few extra so things hopes- too, I'm sure. <laughs> of course, of course. Then you're going to say, Wait, do you, why do you bring this? We're not going to need it. Yeah, we're going to need it sometime. <laughs> oh, I love it. But I can't wait. This summer coming, I can't wait for Hope Sport to contact me and um, to invite me down again so that we can build more houses. Hey, I got lots of muscle here, so <laughs> call me. Jump on a build with Winston. That would be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. What was amazed me, um, you know, before I went down there, I asked um, about the family. I heard that there's uh, two smaller kids. And at that time, I did have a small son, but he was growing out all his shoes and stuff like that. So what I did, I didn't bring much clothes for myself. I stuffed all of those in a bag because we heard that you can't bring clothes across the border to give this family. And I said, man, I'm going to do all of that. I'm, of course I you are. <laughs> yeah. And I just packed that bag. And all those shoes, you remember that shoes I'm... was in the bedroom? Yes. All those shoes and clothing, I was the one who brought them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You you break all the rules in the best possible way. It's awesome. Yeah, of course I am going to. I love it. Winston, thank you so much for joining us today. You are a treat and a pleasure and just full of so much love and giving. Um, you're, just, you're such a joy. Thank you. And thank you, Laura. Thanks to interview me. It was so fun chatting with Winston. I loved getting to know him on our Hope Sports Build and getting to see firsthand how his personality just brings people together. And nothing is more evident of this than raising all of the money for his team to make it to the Olympics in Sochi. I love how it was this worldwide effort to get this deserving team to the games and how everyone looks forward to cheering them on as they defy all odds. I'm your host, Laura Wilkinson. Thanks for tuning in for today's show. We'll see you again next week. This podcast is produced by Evo Terra and Simpler Media. For more information on Hope Sports and to access the complete archives, please visit hopesports.org.